and welcome to The Snap, a Marvel Cinematic Universe recap podcast where we're going to be talking about all 21 Marvel movies leading up to Avengers Endgame. I'm your host, Kayla Jouett, and on this episode, we are going to be talking about Captain Marvel, Brie Larson. Wow, she <laughs> is. She's great. <laughs> and with me today is my friend, Caitlin Gallas Rowe, right? Gallas, yes. right? Hello, hello. I'm always going to say that wrong. I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, Caitlin, tell me about yourself. Um, well, I feel like for uh, the purposes of this podcast, this is the important first fact. That I'm very gay. Um, <laughs> it seems like a good thing to just get out in front, considering what we're talking about today. Right. Um, and I'm also a uh, pseudo kind of sort of writer. Um, I do freelance writing for a culture magazine, and I also run a gaming blog um slash website with a couple other people called your geeky gal pal um and i also am a terrible twitter user so <laughs> yeah that's it's fine that's the basis oh and i have a fallout boy podcast that's the other i fucking love that <laughs> i love that so much <laughs> god so yeah this is gonna be a real gay episode and i'm super excited for it <laughs> um because it's just it's brie larson wow it's great um so yeah, if you're new to the podcast, what have you been doing? Uh, this yeah, is... this is the last episode, my guy. <laughs> Literally, this is episode 21 of the podcast. Um, but anyways, you're still welcome around whoever is listening. If you're new, um, we're going to recap the movie and then we're going to talk about it. We're going to rate it. You're going to see where I put it in my top 21 and see my full ranking of all the movies. Um so yeah, we're going to review it, we're going to read it, then we're going to talk about some in-game stuff at the end. Um, but yeah, something, just to throw it out there, I can't really take notes on this film, like I can take notes on all the other films, because this one's still in theaters. So just um, a little, um, what is it, like a, a PSA, I don't know, a little um, throwing this out there that this is from Wikipedia, the recap today. So it's not going to be the perfect recap that you hear from me every week. Shout out to Wikipedia, though, for doing what they do. Um, so it might be a little bit shorter yeah, than normal. Maybe but... maybe donate money to Wikipedia. I don't know. There you go. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll, we'll do the recap first. I think it'll be under 10 minutes because it's fairly short because it's on Wikipedia. But, um, but yeah, Caitlin, are you ready for me to get into this plot? Regale me. <laughs> All right. So this is Captain Marvel. In 1995, on the Kree Empire's capital planet of Hala, Starforce member Verz suffers from amnesia and reoccurring nightmares involving an older woman. Yonrog, what kind of fucking name is Yonrog? Um, her mentor and commander trains her to control her abilities while the supreme intelligence, the artificial intelligence that rules the Kree, urges her to keep her emotions in check. During a mission to rescue an undercover operative, infiltrating a group of scrolls who are alien shapeshifters who, with whom the Kree are at war with, um, Veers is captured by a scroll commander, Talos. A probe of Veers' memories leads them to Earth. Veers escapes and crash lands in Los Angeles. Her presence attracts S.H.I.E.L.D. agents Nick Fury and Phil Coulson, whose investigation is interrupted by a scroll attack. In the ensuing chase, Veers recovers a crystal containing her extracted memories while Fury kills a Skrull impersonating Coulson. Talos, disguised as Fury's boss Keller, orders Fury to work with Veers and keep tabs on her. Using her extracted memories, Veers and Fury go to the Project Pegasus installation at a USA 
Air Force Base, and they discover Veers was a pilot presumed to have died in 1989 while testing an experimental jet engine um, designed by Dr. Wendy Lawson, whom Veers recognizes as the woman from her nightmares. After Fury informs S.H.I.E.L.D. of their location, a team led by Talos, disguised as Keller, arrives. Fury discovers Talos's ruse and helps Veers escape in a cargo jet with Lawson's stowaway cat, Goose. They fly to Louisiana to meet former pilot Maria Rambo, the last person to see Veers and Lawson alive. Rambo and her daughter, Monica, reveal that Veers is Carol Danvers, who was once like family to them. Talos, arriving unarmed, explains that Skrulls are refugees searching for a new home and that Lawson was Marvell, a renegade Kree scientist helping them. So, Talos plays a recovered recording from Lawson's jet, prompting Danvers to remember the crash. So, this is what really happened. Lawson was killed by Yon-Rog to prevent her from destroying the engine before the Kree could recover it. Destroying the engine herself, Danvers absorbed the energy from the ensuing explosion, gaining powers but losing her memory. Danvers, Talos, and Fury and Rambo locate Lawson's cloaked laboratory orbiting Earth, where Lawson hid several scrolls, including Talos's family, and the Tesseract, the power source of Lawson's engine. There, Danvers is captured by Star Force and intervenes with the Supreme Intelligence. During their conversation, Danvers removes the Kree implant that was suppressing her powers, allowing her to reach her full potential. In the subsequent battle, Fury retrieves Goose, who is revealed to be an alien Flurkin. Uh, Goose swallows the Tesseract before blinding Fury's left eye. Danvers destroys a Kree bomber, forcing Kree officer Ronan the Accuser and his squadron to retreat, before overpowering Yonrog on Earth and sending him back to Hala with a warning to the Supreme Intelligence. Danvers departs to help the Skrulls find a new homeworld, leaving Fury a modified pager to contact her in an emergency. Meanwhile, Fury drafts an initiative to locate heroes like Danvers, naming it, after her Air Force call sign, Avenger. In mid credit scenes set in the present day, the activated pager is being monitored by the Avengers when Danvers appears. In a post credit scene, Goose climbs on Fury's desk and regurgita- <laughs> regurgitates the Tesseract. That's such a gross word. Um, so yeah, quite a short recap. If it was my recap, I would have added in a lot more details. Um, but yeah, that thank you, Wikipedia, for that, because, you know, I, I can't be looking at my phone during the movie and taking notes the whole time. I don't want to be rude. Yeah, it's too dark um, to have a notebook. Exactly. Uh, so, Caitlin, what did you think about the film when you saw it? I liked it. It was, like, a solid, um, like, eight, you know? Like, it was good. Mm-hmm. It was, um, it was an origin story. Right. Um, what did, what did yeah, you I think, think of it? I think... Per usual, like, I don't like origin stories, so I think that whole thing made me... I did So I did like it. I'm going to put that up. I liked it. I thought it was great. I thought a lot of the points were awesome. I loved, um, you know, it was set in the 90s, which is awesome as well. But something that, like, was weird to me... I've I've read quite a few Marvel comics. Not a ton of Captain Marvel's comics. But from what I know is that the Skrulls are awful they are not fun people and i know that the movie was using them as like a um like i don't know they they use them as that like kind of double agent but not really double agent. what are you, what are you trying to say when you think somebody's the enemy but they're not the enemy the whole time yeah it was like a plot twist um, or like a red herring yeah or yeah 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 and i and i get that but it's hard for me to like be like oh the scroll because you've read about them for years being like shitheads um so that was like my one thing that i was like okay whatever um but 
I loved that Captain Marvel was our first Marvel, um, like, female-led superhero that we've seen on the big screen, like, by herself, which was really fucking awesome. Um, Brie Larson is great. She did all her own stunts for the movie, apparently, which, also great. Um, yeah, I think just the fact that it was an origin story made me, like, met on it. When it first started, I think, like, the first 30 minutes, I was kind of like, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about this. But then it picked up, and... She's badass. You know what they don't mention in the recap, Caitlin? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this scene, but once she, like, harnesses her true powers and she takes that thing off her neck, she, like, wrecks an entire ship, like, airship in, like, three seconds and takes out all... Like, she is a force to be reckoned with. And I really cannot wait to see how that pans out in Endgame because... She is very powerful, and I'm excited for that. Yeah, I think I did like that they kind of framed it a little bit different than an origin story, just in that, like, you know, at the beginning, she they made it seem like she was kind of established, and then they were like, actually, JK, this bitch doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Right. Um, But I guess going back to your point about the scroll, the thing about that that made me feel kind of squicky was, like, it was supposed to be this kind of, like, anti-imperialist narrative right like it was supposed to be like hey Mm -hmm. like don't be taking over planets and like being shitty and militaristic and stuff but then at the same time they were like yo what if we really really push the air force and i was like right this is a lot of mixed messaging (laughs) yeah i noticed that as well yeah there are a lot of parallels between like things that are going on and i like i I put that together with like refugees right like they're trying to say you know, don't always believe what you're told and kind of do your own thinking on that. And I get that. But um, I don't know. From a comics perspective, I was like, oh, the scroll. Like, I don't want to like them, but whatever. Um, I will say something that made me upset was that I was hoping at least one of her Cree people would turn out to be cool. Like Minerva I was really hot. Was so gay for Minerva. <laughs> <laughs> they just were like, what if she died? And I was like, no. Right. Like, I just wanted Minerva to, like, be cool. I just wanted her to step on me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She was great. Um, A lot of hot females in this film. Shout out to Marvel for that. Um, The whole, like, relationship with, uh, with Captain Marvel and Nick Fury is awesome. Because we don't know much about Nick Fury. He's always just, like secretive guy and seeing him basically be on screen the entire movie was really cool yeah i did enjoy that there was like they were like giving him a little bit more of like a real character yeah because we don't know him yeah it's <laughs> tyra biggs i don't know her uh or no mariah carey um <laughs> mariah carey. but like yeah i feel like they've done so, so much of just like making him like this enigmatic like he somehow knows everything and always has an answer. And then in this movie, he's like, nah, this dude's dumb as shit. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he did not know what was going on. Um, I really wish we would have actually seen the Supreme Intelligence on screen and not just have it be like, like her seeing somebody she admired. And I know that was part of the plot, right? It's like, I don't know who you are and I should know who you are. And then we, we find out who they are. But maybe towards the end, if we would have saw, like, the big floating, like, tentacle green looking thing that the Supreme Intelligence actually, the Supreme Intelligence actually is, that would have been really cool to see. I still think Ronin is a really dumb villain. 
I thought, I don't know if you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, but like I thought he was dumb in that movie. And I still think he's really dumb in this movie. Yeah, I was definitely uh, surprised that he was the bad guy in this one again. Mm-hmm. Um, Because, like, I saw, I've seen both Guardians movies, but I don't really remember. Like, he's he's not even, he doesn't even leave an impression. I literally don't remember what he did in Guardians. Exactly, because he doesn't really do anything. <laughs> and I'm like, huh, so. that seems not great. So, yeah, I, um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so that's Ronan. He's back. Um, I did like, you know, the plot twist that it was. Um, what is his really dumb name again? It's like Yon. Oh, see. I can't even remember exactly because Yon Rog, um, Jude Law. Just we're just gonna say Jude Law. Um, I liked that we find out that he was the bad guy the whole time. Really, um, him and the Cree. Um, but I especially loved the debate me scene. Oh my god! At the end. <laughs> I forgot about the debate me scene. That's yeah, ten out of ten. It's so good. Ten out of ten. Because I don't know why, but like you know, before the debate me memes actually came out about that, like when I watched that scene and he, so I guess this recap didn't really go into details, but basically, you know, he. She just kicks ass. She takes out, she has her full power. She takes out a full ship and says, like, to Ronan, basically, get out of here because, like, you can't do anything. Like, I will fuck your shit up. And he he leaves. And then she goes down and she meets Jan Rog, Jude Law, and he looks at her like they're about to have this big fight. But, like, I, like you can't top what what she just did. Like, she will fuck your shit up. So he puts his, like, weapon away and he's like fight me one-on-one without your powers and prove yourself and he just starts like rambling like that and she just like yeah. knocks him out in one blast she's like i don't have anything to prove to you it's literally just, like I'm the like, fucking indiana uh, jones moment of like the dude with the sword and he just fucking shoots him so good but like less racist obviously yeah obviously yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no i thought that moment was great i appreciate that they didn't lean into the whole oh superheroes are good and therefore they'll they'll you know entertain this kind of shit it's like nah right like Like, don't my dude that's exactly but in my head as i was watching that scene i was like this is a literal like debate me bro like what he's saying to her and then she just i'm so glad that it went that way and she didn't actually fight him because it would have been such a lukewarm fight after everything she just did you know so i'm I'm really glad that they did that yeah me which was awesome too. i literally just watched this movie uh for the second time like last week <laughs> and again i liked it but yeah i feel like the thing that's hard about it is it's like pretty straightforward because mm-hmm. like, like, an origin story yeah. yeah well and even jude law getting revealed as the villain i was like i mean yeah that checks out like yeah you know like there was nothing in the film that i was like surprised by really it was all kind of like you know it all made sense Mm -hmm. it was all kind of there what was cool is that we got kind of like a piece in the puzzle of the tesseract um because we knew from captain america the first avenger that the tesseract fell into the water it's like a titanic scene and they went in and they got it at the end um and we knew that (laughs) it's been howard stark had it Yeah. Um, so he had it. And then all of a sudden, I think I, you know, I could be missing something, but I think the next time we see the Tesseract is in Avengers and we just know that Fury has it. We don't know, like, did he pass it off or whatever, but we find out that 
um, while uh, Marvell, who was um, Lawson, was working at S.H.I.E.L.D. under like a program called um, Project Pegasus. Um, she, I guess her and Howard Stark were working together to do something with the Tesseract. And then that's how she got the Tesseract. Um, and then again, Fury actually gets a hold of it because of the Flurkin. Which was great. I loved everything about the cat. I did too, yeah. <laughs> I think Goose definitely stole the show. Um, towards the end, but for sure, like, the whole time, just seeing a cat on screen was great. Yeah, well, and I love that they kept being like, hey, bitch, like, don't fuck with that cat. And he was <laughs> like, no, I love this cat. This cat is my son. And then... It's my son. <laughs> and the cat was not his son. No, but... um. Couple things I didn't mention. Uh, first, the Stanley cameo. I always mention that in my recaps, but they didn't really put it in here. But Stanley has an amazing cameo in this movie. It's just an amazing, like the first, the intro, like the Marvel screen is all clips of him instead of the Avengers, um, because this movie did come out after his passing. So, really sweet moment. I teared up a little bit my first time watching it. Um, and then we do see when. Um, when Captain Marvel, or, well, she is Veers at this time, and she's walking on a bus looking for um, a scroll in disguise, and she sees this older man, who is Stanley, who is reading his script from the Mallrats movie, and it's so sweet, and she gives him a little smile, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna miss him, and I don't know when we're gonna not get these cameos anymore, but I'm not ready for it. Um, so yeah, Stanley, and then the other thing that I wanted to bring up was uh, Fury's eye. The whole movie, we get hinted like what's gonna knock his like what what is it that's gonna be uh, the reason why he loses an eye? And then of course it's at the end the freaking he like he's like messing with the cat and the cat just like scratches his eye, and that is why Nick Fury has has an eye patch. And I think that's so funny. Yeah, I loved the yeah the way that they tied it in, and again like just made it like them basically being like hey don't fuck with this cat and then there were real consequences for fucking with the cat <laughs> and it's funny too because um in so winter it is it's winter soldier um t- when cap is talking fury he's like last time i trusted somebody i lost an eye so you're you're thinking it's something like really badass that happened like oh shit what happened but really like probably about, like 20 minutes before it happens he says something to goose and he's like i tr- i'm trusting you and he says that to him and then and then you know, nope happened, so <laughs> nope so yeah that was great but i mean all in all i liked the film like i liked obviously you know like it says brie larson like hello um <laughs> which is great but i liked it i thought it was um i thought it was really cool i love the way it was shot too I don't know if it was because they were going for, like, nostalgia with, like, the 90s and stuff, but I feel like the way it was shot was, like, very Mm -hmm. warm-toned, and it wasn't, like, super vibrant. Like, we see a lot of times in Avengers and, like, Guardians of the Galaxy obviously has a ton of different colors and stuff, but it was super warm-toned. It felt very homey um, up until she got those powers and was, like, glowing was when it got super colorful. But, yeah, I loved I loved that. Um, but yeah, good movie. Yeah, I think it's hard to talk about just because it is kind of like basic, like not in a bad way. Very but just basic, like, yeah. There's it, it, it was pretty like I mean, again, it's an origin story, and like it's a story we've seen before, so like it's hard to have like fresh hot takes on it. Yeah, for sure. 
And nothing happens really that is a game changer for what we've already seen either. Um, which I really wish they would have thrown something in there for us to be like, oh shit, you know, like for Endgame, but they really didn't. Like the only thing we got about Endgame was in the last few minutes when he hands her the pager, really, and that's just that's it. So Yeah, and I mean like showing how like badass she's inevitably gonna be, I guess, but like we've been new. Yeah, we've been new. We knew she was gonna come in and she was gonna do some shit, so so yeah, Captain Marvel. Captain it's good. Marvel. It's fun. <laughs> um, is there anything that you like didn't like about the film? Um, the Air Force thing was definitely like not it for me. Um, mm-hmm. I was getting a lot of um, uh, Top Gun vibes, yeah. like the entire movie. Which like I I just I didn't like it just because it felt disingenuous. Because like if you're gonna tell this like story about not fucking like wrecking innocent people's lives and stuff like that and like being anti-military it then seems really weird to be like what if we really leaned into military shit right like i'm not even like i mean i am kind of knocking the air force because like i'm just not into that shit but like it just seemed very disingenuous to do a story like that while also really embracing like american militarism and then trying to make it like cute yeah i mean i think she was cute I do agree. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, but like, whenever I saw her in like the like the uniform and she was like higher for the faster baby, I was like, "Ooh, okay." <laughs> um but I agree that like, you know, it's, that's not cute, but like she was cute. I in yeah, stuff. I I can I can um, I can vibe with that. <laughs> um but yeah, uh this is where I'm going to ask you um what your top three Marvel films are. And if Captain Marvel is not up there, do you know, like, around where you would put it in your MCU list? Um, Kayla, could I be... What What are all of the movies again? There's so many. <laughs> There's so many. You have three Iron Mans. You have three Captain Americas. You have three Thors. Um, you have three Avengers. You have two Guardians of the Galaxies. Two Ant-Mans. Well, Ant-Man and then Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, you have a Doctor Strange. Let's see. I could pull up my list right here for you. Please. Please, Kayla. Um, <laughs> we have one Hulk movie. We have Black Panther. One Spider-Man. Does Into the Spider-Verse count or no? It does not. It does not. Okay. Yeah. Mer. Have you? You haven't seen all the MCU films, have you? I have not seen Winter Soldier. I have not seen Doctor Strange. I think that's it. I think I have seen every other one. Okay. I feel like you might like Winter Soldier. I've heard if nothing you're like but good anti, things. I need to get around If, to <laughs> if you're like anti-agenda, like... Oh, I haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp either. Oh, that one's... That one's... That's good. It's it's okay. It's good. It's a it's an okay film. So... So, yeah. Do you know what your top three are without those in there? Um, okay. So, without those, I think probably definitely Black Panther, um, Thor Ragnarok, and I kind of want to say Age of Ultron. <laughs> that's fine. If you really like it, that's fine. I don't know if it's true, but I feel it in this moment. <laughs> in the moment, you're just like the robots. That's what I want. I just like. 
it really was. I haven't listened to your episode with Chloe yet, but like I'm gonna get there. Um, but <laughs> I'm looking forward to all that robot fucking goodness. But um, <laughs> I just like thought that Ultron oh, yeah. was really funny and like a good character. Yeah, and so agreed. I like. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with that because I'm trying to think of any of the other Marvel movies aside from like Ragnarok and Black Panther, and I'm like kind of in all of them that I've seen. That's fine. Why, um, why Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther? Why are those in your top three? Um, Thor Ragnarok because Tessa Thompson. Um, right. Big reason. I also just like <laughs> it was such a good comeback from Dark World because Dark World fucking sucked. <laughs> It did. So like it them being able to bounce back film. like from that and learn and like have a different director and like giving I it just to, like, wish it in- wasn't so late, you know? Yeah, well and giving it to like an indigenous director too and like just being like fucking go at it, my dude. Like And he he, he fucking killed yeah, it. Yeah, he ruled. So like yeah, super about that. And also like please always just give me Tessa Thompson whenever for everything. Right. Everything. And then Yeah. And then Black Panther. I think Black Panther is, like, the most coherent as a story Marvel movie. hmm Which is weird, because it's also kind of technically an origin story. But... I guess, like... I don't know. I feel like... So when I think about origin stories, I think of them as being, like, the movies of how how they get their powers yeah i think like, the thing for me that made it an origin story was just the fact that like they kind of did the same thing that this movie did actually where they were like t'challa is already established but like because his dad just died he has to like right. restart right yeah yeah I but get, i think I get they did a better job of like setting up those stakes because i liked the idea of like veers not knowing all of her shit, but they didn't get to spend, like, enough time on that conflict and that tension. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, most of Black Panther is them asking the question of, like, okay, who are you going to be now that you're in charge? And, like, yeah, I think it was more effective. Plus, like, everybody in the movie was so good. Like, there was no one. Oh, yeah. The cast was so, 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 so good. Like, everybody fucking killed it. Black Panther is great. I think that's the other thing about Black Panther, too, is I have zero complaints about the cast. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Ooh. That's all I have to say. Every time. Yeah, like, everybody just so. fucking owned those roles. Even the, even, like, they the really get-out yeah. dude in that, like, he was only in the movie for, like, a total of ten minutes, and he still was great. Like, no, he, well, he, yeah, he was in it for a little bit, but something that, I don't know if I me- mentioned this on my Black Panther ep- episode, but I think I saw somewhere um, that he apparently he looks like he's supposed to look like the youngest out of everybody um for a reason because apparently he uh he mentions that claw just recently killed his family so like he took up the mantle like super young um and he was supposed to look the youngest and that's why he was kind of like naive too was because of that Mm. um but and i read that recently somewhere i don't remember if i brought that up or not but i thought that was cool yeah um, his name is Daniel Kalua, right? Yes, I think. Think, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he he is. He killed it. Love Get Out. They all killed it. It was awesome. Yeah, Black Panther fucking rules. <laughs> um, and you know, I'm not gonna make you like pan out 21 movies right now, but like, 
let's say if they're like in top, middle, lower tier, like where would you put Captain Marvel? Uh, probably like middle, but like closer to the top. Okay. Like, I think that is like a solid IGN that... 8. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I think that's, that's about, I mean, you're going to see in like two seconds, but I think that's about where, where I'm at. So, so yeah, this is episode 21. So I will have all 21 movies listed here, except for Endgame, which we'll find out very soon where that will be. Um, But yeah, I'm going to start from the top at number one. So for me, my list, don't fight me. It's my opinion. It's just my opinion. Um, <laughs> Number one, we have Avengers. Number two, Avengers Infinity War. Wait, I have a question. I'm number sorry. three. No, you go. Go, go. Is one the best or the worst? Oh, the best. Okay. For me, yes. Okay. I just want, yeah. I was like, I wanted to make sure I knew where you were coming from. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay. All right. I'm number ready. one, Avengers. <laughs> number two, Avengers Infinity War. Number three, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number four, Thor Ragnarok. Number five, Black Panther. Number six, Spider-Man Homecoming. Number seven, Winter Soldier. Number eight, Civil War. Number nine, Captain Marvel. Number 10, Age of Ultron. Number 11, Captain America the First Avenger. Number 12, Iron Man. Number 13, Doctor Strange. Number 14, Ant-Man. Number 15, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Number 16, Thor. Number 17, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Number 18, Incredible Hulk. Number 19, Iron Man 3. Number 20, Iron Man 2. And number 21, Thor The Dark World. So that is my list. It'd be really funny, Caitlin, if you thought I was going backwards and you heard me say Thor The Dark World as my, like, number one. I would have hung up. I would have hung up the call. <laughs> She'd been like, bye. <laughs> I've been like, we're not friends anymore. I'm sorry. I love you, but I'm sorry. your taste is so, too yeah, bad. So yeah, I would say... Captain Marvel is like at the bottom of my top tier or like at the top of my middle tier, right? Mm-hmm. So it's 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 up there. It's in between Civil War and Age of Ultron. I think Age of Ultron is a really good movie, but for me, like Age of Ultron and under marks like that. Like I enjoy this movie, I'm not gonna put it on for fun. Whereas everything above that I would put on for fun. I would just like watch it just to watch it, like whatever. Yeah. Um, I think I realized as you said your thing that I was like, oh, I totally forgot that Spider Man was like a movie that came out. <laughs> I think it was. I'd probably put it was a great it was fun Age movie. of Ultron. I just like Yeah. Age of Ultron really scratched my itch for like weird, stupid bullshit that I like. <laughs> but I think I probably did enjoy Spider Man more. Yeah, Spider-Man was great. I loved, I just, I, I've mentioned this before, but I love the villain in Spider-Man. Such a realistic villain, you know, mm-hmm. that we, not saying most of the villains are unrealistic, but could just be like anybody. And, you know, it, it's always a good movie when the villain can actually say things and you like, are like, oh, I understand where he's coming from. So that's when you, that's when the movie gets real good. So, so yeah, that's my list. Um, but yeah, before we talk a little bit about some Endgame stuff, Caitlin, yeah. thank you for coming out. Thank you for hanging out, talking Captain Marvel with me. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I was like, I need to have my queer pal just get super gay with me about <laughs> Brie Larson because, like, God. That's actually something anyway. we didn't talk about <laughs> when we were talking about the movie is, like, the weird gay subtext in this film. Yeah. I, so... 
I don't know if anybody else picked what I, like picked this up, but like between her and Maria, like they weren't saying like they were like lovers. Yeah, no, they were but in my head best friends, which I was like, all right, I see this gal pal bullshit. Right. That have been like lived together for a really long time or whatever. I was like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. You know what they were doing. I know what they were doing. Maybe. But I ship it. I also ship, um, I've mentioned this in another episode, I ship when Tessa Thompson and Captain Marvel. Who on God's Captain Marvel that. When they meet up in Endgame, I better get some real gay stuff going on. I better. Because if I don't, I'm going to be very upset about it. So, just saying. Just saying now. Um, yeah, and we don't get, like, any... I mean, a lot of characters are played on in relationships. Every single hero, like, female hero that we've seen so far, besides, like, like Shuri, because I think they're playing her as, like, the younger sister. She's not going to have, like, a love interest. But, like, every other female character in the series so far has had, like, some play on a love interest. And I'm really glad they were, like, we're not going to... We're gonna we're not gonna have that at all. But if they do have that, please be gay, Brie Larson. Please, please. I mean, me. she's she's super <laughs> about it online. So right. I don't know. I'm hoping that that's a genuine thing and not. I mean, it, they're not gonna they're not gonna do a big gay kiss, obviously. But yeah, because it's fucking Marvel and Disney. But I think they were hinting at it. I I was picking up some vibes. Yeah, I think I, mean, my, I have I like a pretty lame who gaydar. That movie but... was like they were just friends. Is like fucking not paying attention, <laughs> <laughs> not paying attention at all. Like yes, <sighs> when I'm having strife in my life, I too move in with my fucking gal pal and her daughter. <laughs> what? Right for many years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah, and then any time like a guy would talk to her, she was like basically like. Don't fucking talk to me. Which could be, like, anybody in general. But, like, I don't know. I was getting them vibes. Yeah, no, I totally but... agree. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Caitlin. Yes. Thank you. Uh, y'all, make sure to follow Caitlin on Twitter. This is a really great Twitter name. It's not. Um, <laughs> it's at... If I were to read this out loud, I'd be like, Right? Was would that be I how guess. you would like read it out? I never. It's just. I it's, never <laughs> say it as like a word. I always just do the C G eight R's. Uh-huh. It's literally C G R R R R. Yeah, it's like C R R R R. So that's uh Caitlin's Twitter. So follow them on Twitter, and then um they have a couple podcasts too. So um your geeky gal pal is. You know, the one that I feel like most people know of. But do you want to um, plug that real quick? Yeah. So on our, our site, Your Geeky Gal Pal, we have our uh, critical podcast called uh, Palin' Around, which is, as I said, a critical podcast about uh, games, pop culture, fandom, and how they all interact through the internet. Um, And then... Should I just keep going? Should I just keep rolling? Yeah, go. Okay. Plug. Then I also am on, if you like role-playing games and you like Kingdom Hearts stuff or stuff that's vaguely inspired by Kingdom Hearts, I am on an actual play podcast that just had its season two release called Interstitial. And um, I play Catwoman from Batman Arkham 
City slash Injustice 2. Ooh. And um, it's a very co- cool, good show. The public feed is running right now. I think we're on episode like two or three. But if you give a dollar to the Got It Memorized Patreon, you can get the entire season. So if you just want to binge that shit, it's a dollar. Um, And then two, my friend Joe and I on the same network as that show have a Fallout Boy podcast called uh, Sugar We're Going Down Podcasting, which is a show where we go track by track randomly we just hit shuffle on their greatest hit playlist and talk about one fallout boy song a week and it's very good and very funny imo um (laughs) and we also have a twitter which you can find uh at sw uh gd pod i just made it it's new um also aren't you doing um some pride stuff for your geek gal pal good call um so yeah, on your Geeky Gal Pal, we are doing, um, we did a fundraiser that got fully funded, although we are definitely, like, if people want to throw more money at us to throw out writers, we're one hundo cool with that. Um, but we are doing a pride package for June, and so we have pitches open for the first time ever on the site for, um, specifically queer writers to pitch us on games that they want to write about for pride, and we're going to have one guest writer a week for the month of June, and we'll be paying them. So if you are a queer person who wants to write about video games, you should uh, send us a pitch. We have our pitch guidelines on our website. So if you go to your Geeky Gal Pal, there's a tab that'll say Pride Package Pitch Guidelines that you can check out. And you can send your pitch to contact at yourgeekygalpal.com. Beautiful. Once again, um, Caitlin's the best. So definitely um, check out all their content. And for sure to follow me on the twitter for the updates if you haven't already at the snap mcu this is technically the last episode i like i said i'm gonna do like a a spoiler cast kind of thing after endgame because obviously i have to talk about endgame after i've seen the movie um so yeah before like i said before we get into the endgame spoilers at this point we've seen all the movies we've talked about all the movies so there should be no spoilers except if you are Going in blind to the movie, like, no trailers, you don't even want to hear any theories or anything. Um, thank you for listening, and, oh my god, Endgame is is basically, like, now. So, go see the movie, go tell me what you think about it, um, and then we are, like I said, next episode we are going to be doing some kind of spoiler cast, so check it out if you have seen the movie and you want to kind of hear about my thoughts on it and everything, that'll be the next episode, um. But Caitlin, do you have any kind of theories or anything you want to see in Endgame? Um, I I want to see Nebula have a decent fucking arc for once. Like, I feel like there's so much potential for that character that just keeps getting stepped on because mm-hmm. she's only ever in ensemble movies. Which seems like there's a good chance of that happening again because it's another fucking ensemble movie but considering that gamora is gone for the time being i'm hoping that she'll get a little bit more spotlight right have you seen like have you read the comics at all um, the Infinity, Infinity i have Gauntlet? not read the ones that we're in right now like i read like the civil war comics and stuff but okay like do you know about the iteration where nebula gets the the gauntlet no yeah, so that's that is a theory. That is a theory because that happened in one of the comics forever ago. That like basically Thanos snaps everybody, and she like comes in and she's just like nah, and she takes the gauntlet and she kills Thanos and like brings everybody back. So I think 
there's room for that. I'd be into I don't that. know. Yeah, I don't know how well that would be received by everybody. Because I think everybody at this point wants to see, like, that big fight, right? Um, but I agree. I think Nebula is a character. And there's got to be a reason why she's still alive, too, right? Yeah. Well, um, I just feel like for all that she suffered, like, with all of those... Excuse me. Like, all those body mods and stuff, like... Mm-hmm. At, like, honestly, it... To me, that would be way more cathartic than if they had another big fight scene. Like, after right. um, Civil War or whatever, the one where they they do the fight at the airport. Like, after that, I could never have another big fight scene again and be fine. Right. Like, I would love if Nebula just fucking ended that motherfucker. Like, <laughs> that would be so much more cathartic. It would. And, like, I've mentioned this before, but I think any of the Guardians, but especially, like, Nebula or Drax or just any of the Guardians in general, I think Thanos is their kill. Like, they deserve it more than anybody because they have been after him since the start, whereas the Avengers are are, are just now learning about him. And, yeah, they have reason to because of everything he's done. And, you know, he's the one who sent the Chitauri to New York and everything. Um, But... Yeah, but I feel like that's not, like an emotional investment you know like i didn't even Whereas really think nebula about that Gamora, yeah 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 i think nebula if, if anybody deserves it more than nobody i think nebula deserves it to be the one who takes him out yeah. for sure so Please. plus um you know i think anytime we've seen gamora or nebula in a film they've slowly told us about their backstory um like we in the first film we just learned that you know he's not their real dad and the second film we learn more about how you know nebula and her would would fight and she would win to make nebula like i don't know so you know they would make the they'd keep playing on these things and then obviously in infinity war we get the more gamora and thanos relationship played out more and it would be really cool if there is at least like a 20 minute segment like we got in Infinity War with Nebula and Thanos. Because from the scenes that we've seen of them two, he does not give any shits about her. And it sucks because obviously he's like, oh, Gamora is his favorite daughter. And it'd be really cool for her to like really lay it on him and get some like something out of Thanos about their backstory and their relationship and stuff like where did she come from yeah which they don't if they don't have something like that i'm gonna fucking scream i have mentioned this before but i'm gonna mention again because it's captain marvel's episode um but i have the theory like i'm along with the theory that um do do so at the end of captain marvel i didn't talk about this again because i didn't actually recap it it was wikipedia but they um, are talking with some of the scrawl, and um, Monica Rambo, Marie's daughter, is talking to the daughter of the scrawl people, and she says, "Like, oh, don't ever change your eyes when talking about like transforming." Oh yeah. Um, and from that scene, immediately, I'm like, "Oh shit! All right, what do their eyes look like?" Because she's already a part of the MCU. Like, we're gonna find her. And if you look at her eyes, they're, like, all pitch black almost. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, a huge Reddit um, thing about who she could be, and Nebula was one of them. And the idea behind the story is that, so, at the end of Captain Marvel, Ronan's like, we'll come back for the for the girl, or whatever, the woman. And the idea is that Ronan goes after Captain Marvel to take her to Thanos. 
And the little girl who I don't know her name, but the little squirrel girl transforms into Captain Marvel to kind of protect her in a way. And Ronan takes her thinking it's Carol to Thanos. And this is around the same time that Thanos has adopted Gamora, the little girl. And he gets this Carol Danvers and then finds out that it's not actually her. It's the scroll girl. So he's pissed off that he doesn't have her. He has the scroll girl. So he pins her up against his, his new adopted daughter to train them both to be assassins. And every time she loses in a fight with Gamora, he takes a piece of her away. And plus it would give him more of a reason to take pieces of her away because she wouldn't be able to transform anymore. Um, so that's like the theory that Nebula is actually the scroll girl that we met in the beginning. Um, and we never we never learned her backstory or anything, so that would make a lot of sense. But again, that's it's a it's a reach. It's a fun reach though, and I like yeah, the reach, I dig so. that. Ooh, something else I wanted to talk about because you brought up Monica. Mm-hmm. Let them do something with Monica Rambeau, right? Like let the next right. thing be Daughters of the Dragon. It's not gonna be, <laughs> be awesome. and I know that, and I'm ready to be heartbroken. But like. Why would you introduce her, especially because the other half of Daughters of the Dragon, I can't remember her name right now, I think it's, like, Constance or something, she was in Iron Fist, so, like... Really? Yeah, just let them, just let them be together and let them be cool women of color kung fu detectives. (laughs) Please. I love that. That's all I want. I love that. I was thinking, um, because I think people were thinking this of Shuri when we first got introduced to Shuri, that, um... You know, everybody wants a character to take on the next mantle of some of the big characters. Uh, I'm the person that says, no, I don't want, like, I don't want Bucky to pick up the mantle of Captain America after he dies. Like, I don't want that. Let him be. But I do like the idea of, like, have you read the comics with uh, the new Iron Man, uh, Riri? I think it's her name. yeah, Ironheart or whatever. Yeah, Riri Williams. Um... I, at first, people were like, oh, that would be Shuri. And then we were like, no, Shuri is kind of her own thing. She's just, you know, doing her own thing. She, but I think the idea was like, you know, she's got all the tech and stuff, so that would fit. Um, but I think if we, you know, if they don't do that and actually give us, like, Monica Rambeau, because doesn't Monica Rambeau become Captain Marvel as well in the comics? Um, I think there is a run where that happens. I'm not entirely sure. Because, like, the thing that makes me think that, like, or at least hope that they would have Mm -hmm. her, let her do her own thing, is, like, she generally is her own thing. Yeah. Um, like, Monica Rambeau, like, is a superhero separate, and she has, like, a robotic arm and shit. Okay. So, like, I'm really hoping that they just, like, let her be that. Yeah, I know. I thought, yeah, so, but if we were to get, like, an Ironheart, right, I think that would be another cool character. Just, like, I don't know, or they could cast another um, woman of color and just... You know, yeah, give us more because say, that's what we just, want. <laughs> just, just let her be reread at that point. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was my other theory is Nebula. I think I've mentioned that before, but I thought that would be really cool to see. Um, but, oh my God, I've like spewed out so many theories on <laughs> 21 episodes. <laughs> no, I dig both of those theories, though. I think the Nebula one is really interesting. Yeah, I'm just excited. I'm really, I'm really ready to see what Captain Marvel brings to the table because at first from like the trailers what we've seen is like not that she comes off as arrogant but she doesn't really like like she's just like oh I'm a boss ass bitch I got it like she's like let's just go see him now and they're like dude we just got our asses kicked like all of us like I don't know if we could do that 
she's like, no, nah, it's cool. Let's go. Yeah. I kind of dig it, like, though, just because, not... like, we did. I think the one good thing about this being an origin story was, like, it did kind of set the bar of, like, where she's at as, like, basically being new versus, like, now it's been, like, what, like, 20 years? Right. So she's even more powerful, probably. Well, and probably, like, more, like, understanding what she's capable of. Mm-hmm. Which I think is, like, good, because I feel like there's too much shit of, like, um... There's too much, like, superheroes, like, being cocky without having anything to back it up. Right. Whereas, if this bitch has been doing it for 20 years and we've seen where she was at when she started. Right. Like, and I think that's kind of, like, the dialogue that she gets with uh, War Machine, where he's like, you know, we've been around here doing stuff for years and you just pop up. And she's like, there are other universes that I have to take care of. Thank you very much. Like, y'all are not important. Yeah, like, it's you not know? just Earth, bitch. Yeah, right. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Something about that, like, they've said, and I've said this a million times too, but they've said that all the trailers are only, like, the first, like, 20 minutes of the film. So if in the first 20 minutes they're like, all right, let's take it to his front door, and they want to do that, I feel like they're going to fail, and they're going to have to do it again, and it's going to start... Because we've seen footage in the future where they're still, you know, working on stuff with... uh, Black Widow's hair is grown out, so I just feel like something's going to happen. It's going to go wrong, and they're going to have to, like, take some time to, like, figure out the right approach. So Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the pacing of that film looks like. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do, because from what we've seen so far, like, in, like I said, in the trailers, we have, like, directly after, and, like, right in that end credit scene of Captain Marvel, where, like, that's, like, directly after the snap, basically. Um, but then we see a lot of those clips of way into the future so i don't know how they're gonna do it what it's gonna look like i mean we'll find out very soon right so are you gonna go see the movie uh thursday or Mm, i'm probably not gonna see it thursday just because like my ass has to work on friday morning (laughs) but i'll probably try to see it within the next like either this weekend or the weekend after yeah actually probably the weekend after because i forgot i'm going to a concert this weekend (laughs) (laughs) yeah people are gonna be spoiling the shit out of that movie on twitter hopefully not though i won't i'll just make a like a discord for it for anybody who wants to talk to me about it so but yeah i'm really excited we only have a couple days left yeah well technically the podcast is probably going to come out thursday morning so if you're listening to the podcast right now you might have tickets to go see it later on today which is super exciting so Congrats, but it comes out officially on the twenty sixth. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. It's gonna be a lot. Um, but that's why I'm doing this. That's why I did this so we could do a little recap, talk with everybody, chat about the films, and get prepared for this like closing to this Infinity Saga that we've been setting up for like eleven years. So yeah, I think that's the thing that I'm most excited for is like, because like, I'm not the biggest like MCU fan overall, but it will be nice to kind of see this like, cultural phenomena come to an end. Right. And then like, set us up for the future. Like, I know, I've talked to some people that are just like, oh, I don't care what happens after. Like, I don't care about new heroes. Like, I just want to get it this closing. And I'm like, that's, that's kind of dumb, because like, these new heroes are going to start like a new era. And I want to be here for that. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see what this film opens new doors for. So Yeah, I'm definitely intrigued to see what they end up doing. Because you know they're going to do it well. I mean, I mean they we did don't Doctor know Strange. That. 
We don't know that. <laughs> well, like, when you think about, like, Doctor Strange and Ant-Man were such, like, characters that people were just kind of like, oh, okay, like, whatever. And they did such a good job with them. So I feel like, you know, with Disney and Marvel, I feel like they're going to rock it no matter what they do. Hopefully. You know, I have the faith. I guess I'm just but. mostly worried about, like... Now that they're off their weird, like, 10-year plan or whatever, and a lot of the moves that they've made have kind of felt like they made some some decisions that were not expected but, like, worked out. But, like, I don't know if they, like, set themselves up for long-term success in that area. Right. No, I get that. I feel like, too, like, we haven't had, like, that um that panel that they do with Disney where they show off their movies and stuff that are upcoming and i think that's the whole oh thing, yeah is like that D23 they're trying to be yeah i think they're trying to be really secretive about it like they maybe maybe they do have like another plan ready to roll but they're just trying to be as secretive as they can because they want people to see endgame and then then after endgame they'll come out and tell us everything they have planned that's what i have the hopes for i hope it's not just like a closure and then we'll just get like a guardians 3 yeah and then like some secondary movies you know my thing is mostly just like you know they've like there was supposed to be the there was supposed to be like the black widow movie and there was supposed to be like the hawkeye movie or like the weird hybrid movie that was supposed to be both of those movies and like Mm -hmm. i wonder what got left they're coming out with a lot of shows they're coming out with all those uh like shows too yeah that's what they did announce which i don't know if i'm stoked for those or not yeah it just seems like there's a lot of like weird stuff that they've had to pivot on so i'm just interested to see what that looks like for their um for whatever comes next right yeah i get that but i guess we'll find out hopefully right like i hope yeah i mean in theory for what's next caitlin again thank you for hanging out thank you for talking about captain marvel with me thanks for having me on the last episode yeah so Again, uh, check Caitlin out on their um, Twitter. Well, their Twitters with their many podcasts and stuff. The Your Geeky Gal Pal, C G A R's. Um, and, I mean, is probably the yeah. worst one. Just so y'all know. No, but it's it's great. Give them <laughs> a follow. It's it's worth it. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening. I'm so excited for Endgame. Please go see the film if you haven't grabbed your tickets yet. You're probably not going to be able to see it today. You're probably going to have to wait a little bit because they're probably sold out. Um, But go see the film. Tell me what you think about it. Uh, Check out the Twitter page for, um, you know, again, I'm not going to post any spoilers on Twitter, but I'm probably going to post like a reaction. Like, I'll just like a a picture of me crying, honestly. (laughs) It's probably what it's going to be. But yeah, follow the Twitter at the Snap MCU for updates and... Yeah, again, thank y'all for listening. Enjoy Endgame, and we will see you for the spoiler cast. Bye.